I, I didn't either. Someone sent me, uh, said, say, you should stop in on this uh, House of Joy clubhouse. And I thought, I don't know how clubhouse works. And they said, we'll just give it a shot. So here I am. So sorry if I interrupted anything. <laughs> no, not, not at all. I'm Yvette Walker, the host of the Positively Joy podcast, where we discover that joy is not a feeling, it's faith. You can find previous episodes at PositivelyJoy.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. However you found yourself here, you are welcome, and I believe it was truly God-destined. We are in season three, and this season has taken the podcast into the vantage point of what joy is. I'd like you to listen to each episode this season through the lens of how Jesus Christ defines joy. John chapter 15 verse 11 reveals this when Jesus tells us to keep the Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Enjoy and I pray you receive the message the Father has for you. Hi everyone. This episode is a little unexpected. Actually, I wasn't planning on releasing this, but it was such a surprise and uh, we had such a wonderful time. I thought I'd go ahead and release this. So I have a clubhouse room. If you're not familiar with clubhouse, it's a fairly new uh, audio social platform where you listen to lots of different conversations about all different kinds of topics. And I have a regular room called the House of Joy Fridays on Clubhouse at 4 p.m. Central. You can listen to the House of Joy by either searching for that or joining the club called Christian Podcasters Connect. And my room is associated with that club. So this past Friday, we, as scheduled, we're going to have a conversation about The Chosen. I, I know a lot about The Chosen. I love The Chosen. Um, I had an opportunity to interview Dallas Jenkins, as you know, if you've listened to the podcast. And so the season finale happened um, not this week, but last week. Maybe even, yeah, I want to say it's last week. Maybe it's a couple of weeks ago. And I thought it was a good time to gather people to talk about it to talk about what you love about the show, who are your favorite characters, and things like that. If you haven't seen The Chosen, The Chosen is a television series in a very unique way about the life of Christ. And you should go back and listen to my podcast episode with Dallas for more about The Chosen. But why are we here? Well, so I'm in my clubhouse room. We're beginning to talk about it. And in pops in someone named Dallas Jenkins. It has his picture, but hey, you know, I don't know if this is the real Dallas or whatever. He raises his hand to be able to speak because in Clubhouse, you have to allow someone to speak. So when he comes up to the stage, that's what we call it. Uh, he, I said, hey, how are you? Don't know if you're the real Dallas. And he, and he laughed and said, yes, indeed, he was the real Dallas. I was very, very surprised. People in the room were really excited. They didn't get a chance to you know, they didn't know that they were going to get a chance to speak to him. And so they got to ask him questions. He answered, you know, more questions. And it was a great time. Fortunately, I had already publicized the fact that this room was going to be recorded. So you, dear listeners, get to kind of have a sneak peek of what we talked about on Clubhouse on the House of Joy. I hope you join us. If you're not already a member of Clubhouse, it's no longer invitation only. Just download the app, Clubhouse, join the club, Christian Podcasters Connect, and look for my room, The House of Joy, Fridays at 4 p.m. Central. All right. Hope you enjoy this little excerpt of what we talked about last Friday and hearing a little bit more from Dallas Jenkins. Well, thank you, James. Uh, and I don't know if we have the the real Dallas Jenkins here right now. Uh, hello, who is this, Dallas? <laughs> yes, this is the real Dallas Jenkins trying Clubhouse for the very first time. Oh, my goodness. Well, welcome, welcome. Did not know that you were going to jump up here. Uh, everyone, I I, oh, go ahead. I didn't either. Uh, I, I didn't either. Someone sent me, uh, said, say, you should stop in on this uh 
house who joined Clubhouse, and I thought, I don't know how Clubhouse works, and they said, well, just give it a shot, so here I am. So sorry if I interrupted anything. But no, not, not at all. Everyone, I had the opportunity to interview Dallas at the NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters uh, Association in Grapevine, Texas, not too long ago. He was he was so gracious to give me an interview. Um, so thank you for being here. Well, we're, we're chatting about your show. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you're saying good. I hope you're saying good things. I was I was afraid I'd stop in and, and, and it would be some sort of like we're, we're not sure about this show. We think we should discourage people away from it. I thought I hope I don't interrupt it. And I hope I hope don't mess up those plans. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, hey, can I can I jump in here a second? Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, Dallas, uh, I, my name is James Early. I'm just wondering. Uh, you came in right at the end of my remarks. I don't know if you heard of what I said. I. I've said this on some of your Instagram posts and stuff, but I'm one of millions probably. I just absolutely love The Chosen. I love the way you've created the backstories. Um, Yvette had asked us who our favorite character was. And at least in season one, for me, it was Nicodemus just because of the the struggle that he was having, especially that scene where Jesus is taking his disciples off and he's and Nicodemus has left the bag of money and he's around the corner crying. I just cried with him the whole time. It was just so beautiful. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, that was a, um, if, if someone asked me, what are the scenes from season one that perhaps you were surprised by the reaction, I would say uh, that one would probably be in the top three. I didn't, um, it's not that I was shocked that people were moved. Eric Avari, who plays Nicodemus, is a tre tremendous actor, and I know it's a very heartbreaking scene, but that scene really seemed to to resonate um, significantly. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the more talked about scenes, and so I think that's a testament to his performance, but I think it's also a testament to just how engaged people are with the concept of what would you do if you had an opportunity to have a relationship with Christ that's as direct as these people did 2,000 years ago? And can the show, even though it's you know uh, difficult, but can the show actually put you there uh, and to where you see Jesus through their eyes and you feel that you can be as close to him as they were even though he wasn't here on earth? And so the fact that by episode eight, people seem to really identify with the heartbreak of missing that opportunity, I thought, you know, it's one of the things that made us realize, okay, we might be onto something here. This seems to really be resonating with people. So I appreciate your very kind words. Yes, James, thanks so much. Um, nee, welcome. Max, welcome. Um, Brett and oh Paula. My God. I'm like starstruck right now <laughs> seeing Dallas on your stage, bro. Like, I don't know what to say right now, you know. Let me just mute the mic. Let me just mute the mic so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do have to I do have to say this. So Dallas, um, you are very personable. You know, and I and I said this even when I talked to you, but you're very personable and and you you really seem like you care about talking to um, your fans. And I know you I know you don't even like to think of them as fans, but the people who enjoy your work. Um, to the degree that when you sign up for the chosen, the, I call it the chosen army. I know maybe there's a nuance in it, but for the for the text, Dallas shows up like like he's in your phone book. <laughs> so every time I get a text from you, it really you feel real. I mean, you've done a good job in showing, I think, that you that you care about the audience and the people who enjoy your work. And so while I'm surprised to see you here, maybe I shouldn't be surprised at all. Well, that's very kind of you. Um, we, we have what we call four uh, core essences um, of The Chosen, and we, we came up with these four words a couple months ago. And instead of us acting out these words after we come up with them, we, we came up with these words based on how we've really tried to be. Um, and and uh, the four words are authentic, intimate, playful, and disruptive. And those four words we wanted to apply to not only the show, but to our relationship with the viewers. And so uh, from early on, when we were first just getting started, and, you know, this show started with a Facebook page, you know, that just had our, our friends and family following it so that we could put up on Facebook the short film that I did for my church and then ask people if they were interested in potentially investing in the show. And 
in those early days, we were grinding for every person. I mean, it was such a unique thing and such a, you know, getting people to watch a 20-minute short film on Facebook, uh, getting people to consider a Jesus show, getting people to consider investing uh, through crowdfunding, which was a little bit of a ridiculous idea. So every single person that we talked to and that, or that I would talk to um, mattered. And, and, and I just remember at that time thinking, I don't ever want to lose that. Um, you know, if the show ever becomes successful or large, uh, I had no idea at the time if it would, but I thought, I just, I want to make sure I never lose that personal connection. And so now we got to the point where, you know, when I send out a text, like you said, there's a, we have a text community opportunity for people. When I send out a text, it's to 40,000 people. And, uh, I can't obviously respond to to when people respond to my text. So, but I just thought those texts are always going to be from me. Like I, whether I do a video or a text, I'm going to write every one. I'm not going to have a team do it. Uh, we're just going to try to strive for authenticity, intimacy, playfulness, and disrupt, you know, disruptiveness as much as possible. So um, that's kind of the spirit behind it. I wish I had more time nowadays uh, to, to, to respond quite as personally as I want to, but yes, we do have, uh, this is a very long answer to your comments. I apologize, but it really is important to us and to me to not ever become distant or emotionally unavailable or um, to feel like we're a marketing company that, that, you know, has, um, you know, automated responses to things. We are continuing to build our team so that when people comment or when people ask questions as much as humanly possible, we're going to engage. Well, thank you so much. You know, um, Yvette has been talking and raving about this show since I have met her. And I kept saying, oh, it's on the list, it's on the list. But I actually knew this room was coming up and I had to practice what I preached. So I, I, I saw one episode a couple days ago and I'm totally hooked and I love it. So I am um, a very new fan and so happy to be a part of, of the Army. I just wanted to do a, a brief reset of the room. Um, we got some new people coming in. Uh, this is the House of Joy. We're talking about The Chosen today with Dallas Jenkins. Um, we're under the auspices of Christian Podcasters Connect. And I'm your host, Yvette Walker, host of the podcast Positively Joy. And as I said earlier, Dallas was so great, uh, gracious to sit down with me and do an interview. And you can find that interview on PositivelyJoy.com. But um, yeah, new, you know, new, new fans, old fans. I mean, I think when people see this, it just, it touches them somehow. Um, and it's, you know, and it doesn't matter if everyone agrees with every piece of it, but I think people understand the authenticity. Um, we've got Max on the stage, um, I, and I'd love to hear uh, from the rest of you. Um, have you seen the show? Um, do you have questions, since Dallas is here, do you have questions about the show? I will say one piece. Now, James, you mentioned earlier uh, about the scene with Nicodemus. And that too was an awesome scene. And I also talked a little bit earlier about how there is such a strong woman focus on this show. And I've asked you this before, Dallas, how do you and your team choose and figure out how to tell these backstories without, to be honest, having all that information laid out for us in the Gospels? Yeah, that's the, the trick is... Um, you realize that whenever, if you think of any famous gospel story, um, you probably have an idea in your head of, that it's as full as it is in your mind. And then you go to the gospels and you realize it only took up two or three verses. And uh, so when we are picking and choosing the characters that we want to focus on, the scenes that we want to build around or that we want to point to or that we believe are going to be the the climax of, a, of an episode or of a season, uh, we take those scenes and we, you know, we really read them and dig into whatever we can, we can find of them. And then we work our way backwards. So we think, okay, if uh, any good story has conflict, any good story starts in one place and ends with as much contradiction to that original place as possible. So for example, if you're wanting to tell a story of someone who gets sober, uh, you're going to want to set up a backstory in which they were not only drunk ones, but that they had a real problem with alcohol. I'm just using that as an example. So the same thing applies to uh, the Gospels when we're trying to make a television show is, okay, here's where these characters ended up. And that's most of what the Gospels are about is, you know, miracle to miracle, Bible verse to Bible verse, uh, Bible story to Bible story, Jesus 
you know, impacting someone's life, but you don't really see much of their before. So we go, all right, what would be a before? What would be a backstory that includes cultural context and historical context that would make this transformation, this conclusion, as impactful and as dramatic cinematically as possible? And uh, when once you give yourself the permission to do that to a Bible story, which one of the reasons why most Jesus movies or miniseries haven't done this and haven't had as much emotional depth as what you traditionally want from a show or movie is because they're hesitant to quote unquote add to the Bible. And, you know, our operating principle is we're not adding to the Bible. Your Bible has not changed since the chosen started. Uh, the Bible is the Bible. It's a separate thing. It's what we want you to be reading primarily, but this is a show. This is a first, this is a historical drama based on first century Galilee using the Bible as its primary source of truth, but not the only source of truth. So, then it becomes, you know, once you give yourself permit that permission, as long as we are not contradicting the character and intentions of Jesus in the Gospels, uh, we're fine with it. And we know that it's going to upset people sometimes. We know that some people will disagree, and we just don't really care. Now, not, I don't mean that in a, in, a, in a snarky way. It's just a, you know, we're, we're, we're going to try to do the best we can, and we have consultants, biblical consultants, to make sure that we're not going too far outside the bounds of the character and historical accuracy and whatnot. Um, but to, to the first part of your question, which is about women as well, um, that's one of the most challenging things is because uh, back in that time, very little was written about women. Um, but what we could tell from the Gospels was that any time a woman was present, it was a big deal. Like, you know, Mary Magdalene was the first person Jesus appeared to at the resurrection. And Jesus's ministry was financially supported by women. And the first person he revealed himself publicly to as the Messiah was a woman. And uh, lots of lots of different examples like that. So we thought this is really cool. and This is really an opportunity for us to explore something that has rarely if ever been explored in previous Bible projects. And that's just a matter of, you know, a human psychology communication exercise of you know, what are human beings like and what what is a good what is a good story and uh, that's that's kind of the gist of it there is a photograph uh that um your team provided and it's such an awesome photograph it's jesus and in this photograph are four women you see he's standing next to his mother you see mary magdalene you see uh one of the other character uh members is it rama and um, yes, yes. yes and then we see uh, an Ethiopian woman who has who has been part of the show of of late. But you see these four women. It's a be it's a beautiful photograph. They're all in such incredible colors as well. And this one photograph, which I actually used on my blog, um, it just it's 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 a illustration. It portrays why that was so um, just amazing and so special. And like I talked to you about Dallas, the fact that you used, you have a multi-ethnic cast and the fact that you included the, the Ethiopian woman um, as, you know, as a character, the first time we saw her was in, was it season one or season? Well, yeah, it was in season one uh, where she was part of the, the group of friends who, who tortured through the roof to, allow the paralytic man to come down to Jesus. And now we see her again. And I love that we're just seeing so many different types of people. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's not a, any kind of political move. We're not doing it because we're trying to make some sort of statement. We're doing it because that's accurate. And it's because it's interesting. Um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, we really want the show to be uh, a cultural exploration of the time. So we just find it really interesting to see uh, uh, all the diverse representation that comes from uh, Jesus having a, uni uh, a unifying message. It's, it's divisive spiritually, meaning that, you know, it's, it's Jesus's message was very much a, you know, all in, it's kind of an all or nothing message, but it's very unifying culturally because it's not about uh, culture as much as it is about the kingdom of heaven uh, as opposed to an earthly kingdom. And it's not about one group versus another. So we just found that really interesting. And um, so any any opportunity that we have, and I think this is just a good writing principle, anytime you, you have a chance um, when you're creating a character who's not directly from the Gospels to do something different from the rest of your cast, so the majority of the cast is male and the majority of the cast is Jewish, um, meaning the characters, uh, it's like, well, can we, can we try a different gender? Can we try a different uh, uh, ethnicity? Just because that's an opportunity to just do something cool and show the different 
approaches that people have to life and to uh, their their belief system and all that. So uh, that yeah, that picture is is uh, cool because we also are not trying to say what a lot of I think modern shows are trying to say, which is not only that men and women uh, should be together, but that they're the same. Um, we we don't say uh, we're going to have women in this uh, show, and we're also going to give them the same characteristics as men. So we 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 embrace the fact that yes, during that time, uh, men and and this is true of most men today, men would not have given a rip what Jesus wore, um, but women would have had more of an eye for that. So that scene is going to show women saying, "Look, you're going to you're going to disappear into the background if you don't put a little pop of color in." So let's try that. Um, and uh, during that time, women. Uh, did not did have very different roles than men did, so we're going to show that. We just find that interesting. So again, it's not a political statement; it's just a fascinating uh, exploration on our part. Absolutely. Well, I did not intend for this to be an interview, although I'm enjoying it. But I think Dallas would love to hear from you guys. So um, I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on the show. Um, James mentioned his favorite, you know, his favorite characters. I'd love to hear from you guys. Nee. Uh, has your has your has your job? You, have you picked your job back up yet? Are you able to speak? I, I just did. I just <laughs> put a picture because um, on the season finale, uh, when you go into our WhatsApp app, um, I did take a picture when it was it had ended and he was talking with I can remember the pastor's name, but before the pastor came, I took a I took a picture. I don't know why I did that, but I guess today was the reason why I did take a picture of my TV. But uh, my character that um getting to the end of that season finale was was judas you know even the time that they were trying to sell the the land and they 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 deceived that guy to sell the land and everything and um judas was feeling bad you know after i've never seen them ever painted judah as somebody that felt bad um taking money from from someone or deceiving somebody to take money you know because I've always seen Judas as a lover of money and, and all those things. Heart wasn't really with God. But the way you painted Judas, you know, um, I think sometimes there's a Judas in all of us that we have that genuine intent. But um, along the line, we kind of change away from that. That is what I got from that um, season finale. And also when Jesus was talking to Matthew and he broke down the salt, what the salt was, I'm telling you, that gave me a new understanding of why sometimes we go through certain problems and we understand those problems so that we can bring healing to other people. Because if we are the soul, how, how am I going to understand somebody's um, problem? You know, I had to go, I had to, due to, due to combat and everything, I had to go through um, 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 a lot of suicide ideations that I suffered from TBI, but now through the powers of God, the healing power of God, I understand when um, a soldier of mine walks up to me and says, Sergeant, how did you do this? And I always tell them it, it wasn't me. It was Christ in me. And that moment I open up and start talking and understand that soldier truly. So um, I really got that picture well, well, you know, so um, my joy still dropped. I still got to pick it up. Uh, I yield the mic back to your stage. Oh, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, uh, well, you bring up Judas. That's an example of what I was saying earlier, which is where you you see where a character ends up in the Gospels, and then you work your way backwards, and what's going to be the most, in this case, the end is heartbreaking. Um, most of the characters in our show, the end is, uh, at least within the Gospels, is, is joyous, you know. They experience the resurrection and their, their lives are changed. Uh, this is the opposite. So we're going to do, like I said earlier, when we create a backstory, it's going to be uh, as as different at the beginning as possible from what it is at the end. And in this case, uh, it, we felt like it would be much more interesting and I think realistic for Judas to be a very likable person. I mean, he was trusted by the other disciples. Uh, he was welcomed into the team. Uh, none of them saw his betrayal coming. So... Uh, we just think it's far more interesting if when he when he comes in, he comes into the group very optimistic and very eager to help and uh, eager to do it right. And so uh, that that means that the journey over the next couple seasons, I think, will be much more dramatic and compelling than if and than if the Judas was the guy that you that he was with. You know, at the beginning of the episode when he's with his his boss, the the other businessman. Um, who is much more cunning and and uh, you know much more eager for money? That just wouldn't have been as interesting over the next few years. So uh, that's that's the route that we went with. And again, we're just trying to do things that are a little bit 
different, even if they're plausible, even if they're rooted in truth, we want to come at it from a different angle uh, so that it just doesn't feel like, you know, you're just hearing the same stories you've heard a hundred times and there's nothing new about them, which is why when you brought up the Sermon on the Mount, I know when the episode ended, some people were like, oh, I wanted to see him give the Sermon on the Mount. And my response was, you did, he, he, when he was talking to Matthew and when he was coming up with the words of the opening of the sermon. Um, you know, I, I just find him discussing it and explaining it and, you know, wrestling with it um, to be far more informative and interesting than if we just saw him walk out into a mountain and just start giving a bunch of truths back to back. Um, I'm like, well, I could do that. I could just go out and read the Sermon on the Mount. That's not going to be, that's not going to have any more impact <coughs> Pardon me. That's not going to have any more impact or understanding for people than than uh, than if we just write it from scripture. So let's let's have uh, let's get a little bit deeper into it and more emo- emotive. You know, hearing what might have motivated Jesus to give these words. So uh, that's that's our goal with the show. Max, any comments? Any questions? Uh, what's your favorite character or scene in The Chosen? I was just happy to see that uh, you got in here, Dallas, and uh, it's good to hear from you. I don't want to take up too much time, but uh, congratulations on all the great work, Dallas. We really appreciate it, and we love the show. Yeah, thank you. Max is actually the one who told me, he texted me and said, uh, there's going to be a podcast uh, conversation going on in the clubhouse. So uh, he, he's the one who gave me the link. So he, I've, I've, been on his, I've been on his podcast before, so that's why this all happened. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys go, and, and uh, you can continue the conversation. Thank you so much, Dallas. Max, we'll need to chat. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for pinging him in here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Um, you know, one of the things about the show that, that, I, that I have really, really come to love um, you know, we already talked about just, you know, the fact that there's women and multi-ethnic cast, but they're able, you know, the, the filmmakers are able to to make the Bible come alive. And I know we've I know we've heard that, you know, from other people. But, you know, when we're reading and we're trying to absorb, you know, we have human minds. And so we you know, we want to to understand it. And these these incredible writers uh, and filmmakers have been able to, I think, connect with us, with the viewers in such a way that we are able to feel like that Bible has come alive. And, and we're and just like um, me and James mentioned earlier, you know, they, they just take, you know, pieces of what they saw. And it's like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Or I, um, you know, this is this has taught me something new. And as Dallas has said, he said it today, he's always said it. This does not replace the Bible. Jonathan Rumi is not Jesus. He always says that. But I think it just helps us come back to the source, come back to the Bible and figure out, okay, so how is this really going to connect with me? And I just think that's one of the great things. And another piece of it for me, um, I was raised Catholic. And so, you know, we all come from different faith experiences, but I have learned so much about the experiences of the Jewish household and the prayers that a Jewish family might say at that time. I love how uh, in this series, they start so many prayers with, um, you know, Lord King of the Universe. I just, you know, I started, I started incorporating that into my prayers. I just, I just love that. And it just showed a, a, just another, another side of, of the people at that time and, and their faith um, experience that I did not have. That was, that was, you know, not what I had experienced. And so that's one thing I really, really liked. I'd love to bring some more people up on the stage to tell me your thoughts about The Chosen. Maybe you were a little shy when uh, when Dallas was here, but he's not here anymore. So if you'd like to uh, come up on stage, please do raise your hand and I will uh, I'll I'll bring you up. Uh, we've got a few more people in the room. So hi, Paula, Reem, Chris. So glad you're here. Tabitha, Ashley, Scott. Nice to see you. Mahana, Jordan and Shiraz. I'm sorry, I'm probably not pronouncing your name correctly, Shaharazad, I think, maybe. So good to see you. Would love to hear your thoughts on this amazing show um, that just finished its um, season two and um, didn't get a chance to ask, to ask Dallas what's happening in season three. Um, they are working on it now. Uh, the last I understood, they were hoping to perhaps premiere it 
in the fall. Uh, Max, you may actually have some more information on that. Is that what you understand? Uh, last I talked to Dallas, that that's what he was gunning for. So, uh, yeah, I hope to see it come out sometime around then. But, of course, I don't want to speak for him. It's not like I have some secret insider information. <laughs> I wish I did, but... Uh, <laughs> the last I heard from him, that's what he had told me. Well, no, you're right. And I just talked to him in June and that's what he told me. So I'm, it's probably, that's probably correct. Obviously things, you know, happen and sometimes um, schedules get changed, but I'm looking forward to that. Now, here's one other thing. And those of you who watch the show, I'd love to hear what you, what you, what you think about this and whether you like it or not. So I think we are now... We're in this on-demand world, and I teach a I teach a class called Intro to Media, and my students and I were just talking about um, the unintended mediated effects that sometimes we have because we're living in this digital world. And so now, what they have chosen to do with the chosen through the Pay It Forward, and we haven't even talked anything about how it's funded, and we can get to that. But um, they have decided to release the episode just as soon as it's ready. They don't wait. It doesn't it's not in a line, you know, like, oh, we're going to you know, we're going to release it in order in every every other week or whatever. Dallas has always said when it's done, it's out. And that's an interesting way to experience it. I think some of us, though, might want to just binge it and see it all at all at once. But that would mean waiting until the entire season is done. And I don't know that I would like that. So um, those of you watching it would love to hear what you think about that. Um, but you know, I, what it does for me, I mean, I'm definitely waiting with bated breath every time I hear something and sometimes they'll surprise us and say, okay, uh, happened one time we were watching the show and they had another episode there right afterward that they had, they had finished it and they went ahead and showed it. I mean, it was amazing. Fans like went crazy. Uh, and sometimes it's going to be a few weeks. Sometimes they'll have one and then next week one is ready. So it's always kind of a surprise when the next episode is ready. We're always like really excited to see it. But I'm just curious what you guys think in this kind of on-demand binge world that we're in now. Is that how you like to watch television? Do you want to be surprised or do you want to just do you want to just see it all at once? I'll say um, I like to see it all at once, you know, because I hate suspense. Like, um, I'm, I'm in that generation where I want it now and I got to have it now. And especially if what you're watching is, is so good, you know, you just want to just keep watching and watching. Cause I think when I was watching the chosen, I was in Afghanistan and, um, that was the best entertainment that I was, I was having, you know? So it was like, it was like, I just couldn't wait for the next, um, um, episode to, to come out like right now. I'm eager to know what the next season was going to be because I'm still, I'm still waiting for, um, and I'm glad he he said something about the um, um, Samuel on the Mount because I, I saw Jesus walking in and I I even I even text one of my friends I was like yo Jesus is going in like a boss you know because he had his three um, two guys um, on on his side and just the way they were going that slow motion so I was I was still waiting for that also to see um, Judas's path, you know? So, like, right now, it's like the the each and the eagerness in me is, like, really, really uh, bubbling up because I would say um, the, the Chosen is actually one of my favorite shows that I watch right now because, like, I had to watch TV and if I'm watching anything because it's because I want to be in the company of my wife and I'm enjoying whatever she's watching. But um, usually when it comes to the Chosen, instead of I'm watching on my iPad and, I got my headphones on and I'm in my own zone, you know, because um, it paints a set of pictures that I never knew um, um, existed, you know. Again, just like everybody else, when I find the chosen, I was like, what is this, you know? And you don't have to pay for it or you could pay and you pay it forward. And I was like, wow, this is like the best thing since like dirt. You know, some may argue with that, but um, I really, really, so that is just my take. I, I use the mic back. Thanks, Neat. Yeah, there there is a slogan. Uh, actually, it was a line that Jesus spoke that said, get used to different. And that's what we're seeing, you know, get used to different. Jordan, hi. Uh, tell us what you like about the show. And you know what? Because because uh, Dallas popped in, I didn't get a chance to have everybody introduce themselves. I think they were, we were very excited. So, Jordan, tell us who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. We'll go back and introduce everybody else. 
Um, but yeah, let us know what you like about the show, what your comments are. Hi, um, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to speak. Um, so like you said, my name is Jordan. I'm a 22-year-old in Southern California. Um, and I actually started watching this show with my church, a couple of people that I knew. Um, Chris Archuleta is one person that actually goes to my church. Um, he he and some other people I know were watching the show, so I kind of hopped on it. And when I started watching it, immediately I was totally just, like, breathtaking and totally taken aback by how they were able to kind of put visual and picture to scripture. And on the, I just wanted to comment on the note about having to wait for the episodes. I think that that's perfect. I think that that's great. I love the return to like normal TV kind of where you would have to, at least that's what I did as a kid. Like if you wanted to see the next episode of something, you had to wait until the next week um, to watch it, which I'm sure everybody has had some experience with. So I kind of like how you get the best of both worlds where it's on an app um, so you can watch it whenever you want to as soon as it's released, but you do still have that bit of a waiting period. And I think that the waiting period gives a lot of time for reflection. Like when I watch an episode, usually I'm introduced to viewing the scripture a different way than how I did when I solely read it. And so kind of returning back to scripture that I heard as a kid one way growing up and just continuously hearing it one way all the time and like seeing the visual for it and having to kind of like reworks that framework that you have built in your mind of what it's of what the Bible is supposed to look like versus what it really looked like back then. It's just like it gives a whole other dimension to like reading the Bible as somebody who tries to like consistently do so and has her moments when she falls off the wagon and stuff like that. But just being super duper excited to like go back into scripture um, assisted by having the show available now, I think is like something that Dallas Jenkins maybe didn't intend for the show, but it's definitely a huge benefit. So now every time I hear somebody like, oh, I'm reading the Gospels right now, or I'm just, I'm reading the Bible, like, oh, read, like, watch The Chosen with it, because it gives you a beautiful visual with it. Thank you so much, Jordan. Um, let's just go back really quickly and introduce uh, the folks who are on the stage, because we didn't get a chance to do that. Uh, we'll start with the moderators and Gozai. Hi, my name is Ngozi. Um, I'm an ordained Baptist minister, and I'm a new podcaster. I have a podcast called uh, the the People of the Way podcast, where I talk to interesting people about how their faith affects their daily lives. And I love being up here with Yvette. Uh, she is the maestro behind all the creative genius of the House of Joy, and I just uh, love being able to support her and give my feedback or impression on, on subjects, and she has made me a fan of The Chosen, so I'm happy to be here today. Yay, the plot worked. <laughs> Max, tell us about yourself. Yeah, thank you, Yvette. Uh, my name is Max. I'm the co-host of the Wolf and the Shepherd podcast. I was actually just scrolling through Clubhouse because I was really bored and I was looking at, you know, the upcoming stuff and I kind of stopped on your room and I said, wait, let me read that again. And, you know, you were talking about The Chosen. So I figured, hey, I'll just shoot Dallas a text and see what he's doing. And he's like, well, I've got, you know, a little window. Maybe I can jump in. But Dallas hadn't been on Clubhouse yet. <laughs> so I was trying to explain exactly, you know, it, what to do and how to jump in the room. I'm like, look, I'll jump in the room and then I'll send you a text and you ought to be able to just click on that link and drop you right in. So uh, uh, appreciate you having him on there. I'm sure you appreciate him jumping in there, but uh, but great show. And uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, no, thank you. You know what, you know, you see the picture like, okay, Clubhouse doesn't have the verified, you know, like in, like in, on Twitter and some other social yeah. media. There's, there's no I, blue check mark. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I don't know who this is, but come on up. <laughs> uh, looks like James is on the phone. He, um, uh, you probably heard him. He's a podcaster. Um, oh, there you are. Uh, my name is James Early and I am the host of the Bible Speaks to You podcast and my goal with the podcast is to get back to the original Christianity of Jesus, to really get back to what he told us we need to do, how to live our lives, and to and to get into 
to and to embrace his mindset. What was Jesus? We say, what did, what would Jesus do? But I'm more interested in what was Jesus thinking? How did he really process information? And uh, anyway, that's the whole point of my my podcast, and I've been doing it about a year and a half. And um, I'm I know a vet, and I'm so glad to be here. It's uh, it's so encouraging especially with The Chosen and so many other people I'm talking to now from lots of different ways of life, people are just saying, I just want to follow Jesus more than I had before. And I think that's really, really inspiring. Well, thanks, James. And that is really the whole point of what I'm doing now on Positively Joy, the podcast, and and you know, what we're trying to do in this room. Um, this room has different themes. Every week we'll do something different. Um, you know, this week, obviously, we're talking about The Chosen, and I timed it so that, you know, people had a chance to watch the finale and come here to talk about it. Um, but, you know, before, you know, before then, I guess last week, we talked about centering prayer and what that is. Next week, we're going to talk about weakness. But I want to focus these and every all the talks that we have and, and what I'm doing on the podcast through the lens of what real joy is. And that is what the Father tells us what real joy is and what Jesus tells us in John 15, which is the great scripture about the branch and the vine, but also in that verse, he talks about what real joy is. And it's not just happiness or a feeling, it's it's abiding in God's, in God's love, doing what he desires, and in having his love come into you, which which is his joy, and having it complete you and fill you. And that is what real joy is. And so that's what, you know, we're trying to look at everything through that lens, even though our topics change. And I'm so happy um, folks who are here today, I hope you come back. We've got about 10 more minutes. Would love to have Paula, Chris, Tabitha, Scott, or Sylvia come up on the stage if you want to talk about The Chosen. Um, you know, it's the kind of thing I could just talk about over and over. It's It's there's so many great pieces. I mean, you can talk about it as a whole, but even if you were just to talk about one episode and just, I mean, almost frame by frame, uh, there's just so much going on there. And, you know, the the look of it is great. Um, they they do such a great job. The, choreo- the um, cinematography, I almost said choreography. The cinematography is amazing. Um, and, you know, the costume designer, really everything. They're trying to do everything um, as much as they can to depict, you know, the idea of what happened. And like he said, you know, there is going to be some dramatic license. I, I really enjoyed the scenes with Jesus and Matthew writing the Sermon on the Mount, but, and I'm no Bible scholar, but from what I can tell, that really didn't happen (laughs) because in, in Matthew, if you, if you look in Matthew, uh, Matthew doesn't come into the picture until after the Sermon on the Mount. And so, okay, but does that derail me? Uh, now, t- James, am I wrong? No, I'm just agreeing with you. I had not really put that together, but you're right. Uh, that's a little poetic license, but it, I thought it was cool because it showed to me that that Matthew is the one that included it in his gospel. Right. And it seemed it fitting in that way. Exactly. Yeah, like I said, I was going to say it did not derail me. Um, but because I'm not a Bible scholar, I want to make sure I do understand what the Bible says and what the script says. Because again, Dallas always says this is not the Bible. So I want to enjoy it and enjoy the his creation. But I also want to know what the Bible really says and so that I can better understand it and that I can, you know, help inform other people. Um, and so it's, you know, it's, it's on us. I mean, we, we need to, um, to do that extra and it, I'm going to say homework. We should want to be in the Bible. We should want to delve in the Bible. Um, I think the show for many people, for me, makes me want to go back into the Bible and say, okay, I know what I just saw. That was a great scene, but let me see actually what the Bible says. Um, does anyone else feel like that after you watched it? Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now, yeah. Yeah, I had to move from my bedroom to my garage. Um, yeah, um, I, 
I agree with what um, you, you just said. You know, like um, going back to uh, the very first season, uh, the very first episode also, um, when um, Jesus was in the wilderness, even with that story also, like I said, initially it got me a little bit confused, but then it got me thinking also. So, yeah, I know Jesus was in the wilderness praying, but in, in that in, in in that aspect too, what was going on in the mind of Jesus during his preparation? What was he really doing during his preparation? You know, and what was what was Jesus like when he was a child? What was he doing when he was a teenager? What was he doing? You know, um, so that got me thinking because um, from from all I know was when Jesus was baptized and uh, went into the wilderness and studied his gospel. But what was it really like as as a kid? You know, was 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 Mary always telling him to stop doing that, or, or or Joseph? You know, so that 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 got me also thinking. And again, like you said, it's not the Bible, but I think it, it is it is a point that would would get you um, 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 to to pick up your Bible to see was this really in there? You know, it's it's like how you play. Uh, mind game with people just to see where they are and and then you kind of explain something to them and see okay okay do you really understand this or you just taking what somebody says and and that's what when i watch the chosen that is what it always brings me out up to uh, i don't remember seeing this I, I don't remember reading this in the bible let me go check for myself again and then you go back and then that gets you to study and actually know the word of god for what the word of god says you know because people People always take what you say and think that's the gospel, but no, the gospel itself, it's in you reading the word of God or going back to the Old Testament and reading and understanding for yourself. Um, so every time I watch an episode of Chosen, you know, the first time it got me a little bit confused and I had that aha moment when I actually went back to go read and I was like, okay, and then I started following it and I'll, I'll go back into scriptures or go back and ask someone a question and then we'll talk about it and then get us back into the Bible and bring us back onto track. So that was what I took out of the chosen. Um, I yield the mic back to you. I just wanted to add kind of a little bit more on the other side of that coin. I'm also not a Bible scholar, um, but what I have heard from other Bible scholars and filling in the context, I think kind of lines up with how Dallas Jenkins does a really good job of kind of putting in the filler. Um, I think the parts of the show that maybe are not as biblically accurate or maybe that are not explicitly said in the Bible do give kind of that overall perspective that you need in order to read the Bible. For example, I think of that scene that was in the last episode, I think, and um, it was Jesus's message on how um, man was made for this. No, the Sabbath was made for man, but man was not made for the Sabbath. Like, I don't remember reading in the Bible any part about Peter like, you know, eating the grain and then looking all embarrassed, like all of that, I don't think is captured in the Bible, but I think it goes to show just how, um, just how like sacrilegious it was to break Sabbath back then was that 2000 years ago. Um, so it kind of gives like the, it has this almost like holistic aspect to it and that it gives the context that maybe a average Bible reader would not be able to convey from just reading that passage of scripture. But as you guys have all been saying, it does make me a lot more excited to kind of go back and learn like, okay, what was going on during that time? What was the synagogue like? What was it like going to synagogue? Um, so yeah, I think Dallas Jenkins, I think the word, I think that's the word I was looking for too, is like he gives us like holistic representation of what biblical times were like and so the like the significance that it has on scripture and it really makes you sit back and reflect too like if these people were so if these people were so like enlightened by Jesus's teachings and yes there's the part of like they got to walk with Jesus but like are we still are we still experiencing that awe like are we still experiencing that that um excitement and like learning jesus's teachings because although we weren't there like we're still called to like delight in the lord we're still called to um you know to learn scripture for ourselves like you guys were saying mm, yeah no really really good insight um oh james yes and yeah i just want to say jordan actually the bible does mention uh, it's in Matthew chapter 12, verse 1, that Jesus and his disciples were walking through the fields and they picked the grain and ate it on the Sabbath day. 
So it doesn't specifically call out Peter, but it sort of implies that there were more than one of them that did it. So, you know, they took that little tiny half of the verse and made it into something much bigger. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah. And so, and so special, you know, so we know he's working on season three. Um, usually, usually there is, you know, kind of a big scene, obviously, or an event for every finale. Um, I think I have heard that they are going to spend, I don't know, I don't, the, the word, the, the number seven is in my mind. And I, now I'm, now I'm wondering if I'm making, making that up, but seven seasons before they get to the crucifixion. Um, I don't know. I'd have to, don't quote me on that. I need to verify that for some reason that's in my mind, but you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that even after the crucifixion, he will continue because to be honest, for me, as a relatively new Bible reader, and this was a few years ago, I was just so, so inspired and fascinated with Acts. Because in my mind, you have just lost your your Lord, your best friend, all of this. How can you even go on? And um, I'm, I would love to see what Acts in the hands of Dallas Jenkins could be like. And so I'm hoping that he does plan to do that, but I'm not sure where he's going to stop. Guys, this has been amazing. I had no idea that he was going to jump on here. But yeah, thanks to everybody. Um, This was a a really special experience. Um, This has been the House of Joy. We are under the auspices of Christian Podcasters Connect. You know what to do. Press the little greenhouse so that you can connect with us and you will see all the upcoming rooms. This is just one room of many uh, in Christian Podcasters Connect. And so I encourage you to do that and listen to all of the great content. Next week, we're going to talk about weakness. And you might wonder, how are you going to talk about joy and weakness? Well, yep, it's there. We're going to do it. We hope to see you next week, guys. Uh, Have a wonderful weekend and blessings on you all. You've been listening to Positively Joy. Thanks for spending some time with us. Go to our website at PositivelyJoy.com, where you can subscribe and follow, find previous episodes, seek inspiration, and check out our cool merch. Go to the Talk tab to leave us a message. Special thanks to Morel Sanders for our podcast music. And as always, farewell for now.